The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, empowering believers through teaching, preaching, and demonstration of the uncompromised Word of God to fulfill their highest calling and change this world through Jesus Christ, to glorify God in all we do, to train up and send out believers to cover the whole earth with the knowledge of the Lord. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God. We have an exciting teaching for you today. We're teaching on the government of God. Praise God. Inside this government, there are supernatural provision. So the series is called The Government of God, and we're teaching in particular today on supernatural provision. Now, this is a time that is very, very critical to anybody all over the world, because we are seeing economic calamity like never before. I mean, I know we've seen natural disasters and things happening, but we're seeing some things happening in the economy here that'll get it's getting everybody's attention because there is an economic seeming storm that's coming and people are trying to prepare for it. Now, a lot of people have turned to the government, <laughs> but I don't know whether you know it or not, but you're better off than the government is. <laughs> you see, they're relying on what you can supply them to be able to supply others. Now, the point of it is, is that once you get born again, you get transferred into a new kingdom. The Bible says in Colossians that we were transferred, once born again, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, in Colossians chapter 1. And it says also in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, that you and I now have become citizens of the kingdom of God. We, the Bible talks about that in a way that word translates citizenship. So we have become citizens of Almighty God in that kingdom. And when you're talking about being in that kingdom and being a citizen, well, there's some new laws. There's some new things that actually uh, make up how you operate in this new kingdom. Now, this is a piece that a lot of God's people don't know about. And the reason why is because most of the time we have been invested in religion. And Jesus didn't come to bring religion. <laughs> religion was here when he got here. Jesus came, he said, I came to bring you life, and I came to bring it more abundantly. So there's a new way of living that Jesus came to bring us back to. And so what we want to do today is discover that uh, in your uh, own environment, whatever you do, whether it's a business, whether or not you're working for an organization or not working or going to school, whatever it is, the principles that I'm teaching here today, you can employ in your life that you can get supernatural provision from God that every need of yours can be met independent of what happens to this economy worldwide. Doesn't make any difference. Now, this is a mouthful that I just said, but I want you to get your Bibles ready, get your pencils and papers ready. Let's go into it because we're talking now about supernatural provision. All right, let's go into it now. When we go into this, I want to first start with uh, the scripture found in Psalms chapter 119 and verse 33. 
Now, in this psalm here, it's talking about um, teach me. Because you and I, once we get into a new government, new kingdom, because we come into a new family, we need to be taught how to live there. And that's what religion didn't teach us. We preach the gospel of salvation, where a lot of people get saved and so forth, and thank God for that. But the next thing happens is we need to learn how to live that saved life, how to really live according to how God planned for us to live as a new citizen of the kingdom. So down here in Psalm chapter 119 and verse 33, he says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and, uh, and the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep them unto the end. He said, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go into the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. These things here that I'm talking about are this idea of David and him in this book of Psalms praying for God to teach him. Over in uh, John chapter 14, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit will be our teacher. So while I'm teaching you this, the Holy Spirit is going to be entering your heart and he's going to be quickening things to you and so forth because you're going to learn now how to access supernatural provision because that's what it's going to have to be all about. Now, also, if you'll go in Second Samuel and chapter 22, he says this in verse 31, As for God, his way is perfect. Praise God. As for God, his way is perfect. So what we're talking about is being able to walk in a perfect way, no matter what's going on to the left or to the right, no matter what's happening in oil spills and no matter what's going on in tornadoes or let's say famine or sickness and so forth, we can walk in a perfect way. Now I can tell you right now, the key to that is walking in the Word of God. So let's, let's go and see what the Word of God says. Now, Jesus didn't come to set up a religion, but he came to set up a government. Now that is key. Now the Bible talks about this over in Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 9. He speaks about this government and this was a prophetic word that came from uh, Isaiah, came out of the mouth of Isaiah talking about the last days. And he says this in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. He says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I'll stop right there. Now, this again is talking about the government of God, meaning that once you get into a government, there are new laws. Now, let's say you move from this country to the UK, or move from the UK over into parts of Australia, move from Australia over into Africa. Every place that you go, the governments are set up and you have different laws in that nation. Well, the nation of the kingdom of God has different laws. Now, what is a law? It's something that has a predictable outcome or consequence. I'll say it again. It's something that has a predictable outcome or consequence. It's something that 
you know what's going to happen. I mean, if I jump off the table, I know what's going to happen. How many times? Every time. Why? Because it's a law, <laughs> you know? And, and so what I'm saying is that laws are operating in the kingdom of God. And once these laws get into motion in the kingdom of God, everything has to obey those laws. So the law of, of flight, for example, I have a commercial pilot's license. I fly an airplane. And when I do, I know it's going to take off. Why? Because I have been trained in the laws of flying. And I know it's going to take off. So it's, it's, I don't sit there anxious. Oh, I sure hope this thing takes off. No, no. In fact, the manufacturer is so sure it's going to take off. They have given me a table that I can go in this table. I can look at the weight of that airplane, look at the winds, look at the altitude that I'm uh, at in that particular city or nation. And I could tell you exactly how many feet down that runway this airplane is going to take off to the foot to tell you exactly where it's going to take off. Why? Because it's a law. Now, a law does another thing. It governs things. For example, a policeman, they represent the law. And a person's speeding, a policeman stops him. Why? Because they broke outside the law. His job is to keep them within the law. You got it? Even laws on the books. These laws are to conduct the activity of certain people because these laws are restricting and, and setting boundaries of what you can do and can't do. Laws. So I'm just giving you all of that because the kingdom of God functions by laws. It's not functioning uh, by, uh, well, God in his sovereignty, uh, I sure hope he does this and so forth. Wait, 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 wait. That's, that's fine. But God is going to be sovereign in respect to his laws. You see, when he gave this earth over to Adam, God made it so then that when he comes back in this earth, he's got to come back in through the one he gave it to. You see, the church has been put here to govern the world. God works through believers. And so we have to give God permission through prayer and confession and so forth for him to work. Now, the God has set this system up based on laws. So laws govern its operation. So again, if I want to go to another country, I got to learn the laws. Okay. Now, Jesus came teaching the kingdom and how these laws operate. You got it? Now, you say, boy, he worked miracles. He truly he did. But if you simplify a miracle, you can say simply a miracle is a natural law of the kingdom that people have not yet renewed their minds to. Now, that's a profound piece of, piece of information right there. A miracle it simply is a natural law of the kingdom that people have not yet renewed their minds to. In other words, if God operates in this earth, God is going to operate according to the laws that he has written in this book. Now, that's what we have to believe and to get his operation in this earth, we've got to believe that God is going to operate through us in this earth. In other words, let's take an example. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You got what I'm saying? 
God is not just going to come in and bind something. No, it's whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose or permit, God will permit. Well, I don't know why God is allowing all this to happen. Why are you allowing it to happen? That's my point, see. So Jesus came to preach those laws. And even though a person gets born again, their minds now are unrenewed. In other words, they're still thinking like they thought before they got born again. And so the mind has to get renewed. Oh, when I first got born again, well, I was happy. I mean, I was joyful. I was giving away everything. You know, I just, Jesus was all in my heart. Well, about two weeks later, all that started kind of wearing off and I'm trying to figure out where I'm at, you know. Uh, my point to you is, is that my mind still wasn't renewed. I just found myself having your old thoughts and so forth and so on and doing things the same old way. Well, once you come into the kingdom, there are supernatural provisions that now have been laid up for you. It is not something you have to work for. It is your inheritance. Now, that's very key. It is not something you have to work for. It is your inheritance. Now, what has he laid up for you? He has laid up for you every provision that you would need in this earth in abundance according to the work that he's assigned for you to do. Everything you'll need to take care of you in this earth from the time that you're entering in to the time that you leave. He takes care of you. Now, Jesus starts teaching on that and he starts teaching on that base in, in Matthew's gospel and Matthew chapter uh, six. He starts teaching. And in Matthew chapter 6, one of the first things he said in verse 24, no man can serve two masters, for he will either hate uh, the one and love the other, or else hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, this is what he's saying, because now we've got to separate people from trying to trust in a faulty, demonic uh, devil-run system over into trusting in the kingdom of God. And you got to have them to have enough faith to let the old system go, to pick up the new system. Now, God has provision for you. He's laid it up for you. He's laid it up. He's laid up everything you'll ever need. So here's what Jesus teaches in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or Yet, but your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat of the body than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not better than they? Now, I don't know whether you've ever gone to the park before and sat on a park bench and watched the birds, but I've never experienced a bird go without food. <laughs> or sit up and be worried about whether or not they're going to be able to get something to eat. Now, God is saying, if he took care of the birds, won't he much more take care of you? Or he used flowers. He said, consider the lilies of the field. Now, if he clothed them, won't he much more clothe you? Now, what I'm saying is this, is there a supernatural provision? Now, what I say supernatural because once you and I were born again, we weren't born from this natural realm. We were born from the supernatural. We were born from the eternal realm of God and born into this world 
where God is going to have us to live and and to do our work and, and finish the work that Jesus wants us to complete. So we're here. Now he's going to take care of us. It's just like sending an ambassador to a foreign country. You're going to take care of him. Somebody else is going to take care of him. Got it? Now, let's deal with this. Because now he's teaching the law. The law of sowing and reaping. Now this is the answer, folks, to the poor not ever being poor anymore. Now, as we look at this, these, again, we're talking about supernatural provision. I'm not talking about natural provision. You see, the Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. And it's not of works, lest anyone would boast. Now, let's see what we're saying here. By grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Now, how did you get saved? By grace. What did you use to get saved? Faith. If, if it was not of your own works, you had to use faith to do it. Now, if you didn't use faith and got it by grace, you are not saved. Got it? Because God cannot allow you to get saved with your own strength. You couldn't do it anyway. You got it? Now, my point to you is, is that everything you receive from heaven, none of it can be earned. You can't get any of it by working for it. Because then it's not inheritance. It's something else. And you have an inheritance. Let me show you that. That's found back here in 1 Peter and 1 Peter chapter 1. And look at verse 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Now, this is not reserved in heaven for when you die. <laughs> it's reserved in heaven for you to access it. And what I'm telling you is that Jesus wanted to show them that once you get born again, there is an inheritance for you that you can access independent of what the job is paying you or whether you have a job. You see what I'm saying? Now, listen, I am not out here to say, uh, create a bunch of lazy Christians. <laughs> that, that is not what I'm doing. I'm saying this. Let's say you're between jobs. Let's say you testified um, about something. In other words, your supervisor wanted you to go along with a scheme. You say, I'm not doing that. And they fired you. Well, they fired you, but you didn't lose your job. You see, because you're not working for them. You're working for the kingdom. And that the kingdom is your supply, not that job. You see, you've got to break this thing that says, I'm working for a living. That, that's old thinking. Your mind is not renewed. You've got to break that. You've got to stop thinking that what this job is paying you is what you can afford. That's not the deal, folks. The deal is what you can afford is what you've inherited. This is what you've got. 
Do you remember the story back in Mark, uh, Luke, uh, Luke chapter 15 is where the prodigal son, remember? He asked for his, his inheritance and went into a far country and he spent all that he had, ended up, and nobody would give to him and he ended up getting a job in that country feeding hogs. Now understand, he came from a very wealthy family, but now he's living much below his privileges. Now what happened, the Bible says, he came to himself, and this is what he said. You know, to be a servant in my daddy's house is much better than this. He said, I'm going home. So what did he do? He went ahead, packed his stuff, got out of there, and went home. He said, when I get home, I'll tell dad I've sinned against heaven before you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. So once he did that, daddy saw him coming a long ways off, ran, hugged him, and kissed him, welcomed him back in, and so forth, and he said to them, bring the best robe, put it on him, put shoes on his feet, ring on a finger. And then he said this, kill a fatted calf. Now that's that blood, blood covenant, see. And he said, my son who was lost, he's found, he's dead, he's alive again. Well, the elder brother was in the field. Now, this is the brother that didn't run off. He went and he was in the field and he heard music and dancing. He said, well, what's going on? And one of the servants said, well, your brother has come back and your father has received him safe and sound. He said, well, what? He said, he, he, he got mad about it and the father came out and treated him and said, hey, son, why don't you come on into this celebration? He said, now, wait a minute, dad. I worked for you for all these years. See what I'm saying? And you never gave me a party or celebration. Now, see what he's doing? He's trying to work for it. But because he's trying to work for it, he can't get it. God can't give you an inheritance that he, Jesus already worked for, and you worked for. This is, this is a problem with a lot of people in terms of receiving, receiving inheritance, their healing, their victory, everything. They're trying to work for it. The whole idea about Canaan is a place of rest. The whole idea about the Sabbath is a time of rest. He's calling you to rest. Do you realize for you to struggle with answers, trying to figure it out, oh, I sure hope I can figure Do you realize that is not God's best for you. That's called toil. That's under the curse. What you do is what Daniel did. When the king needed an answer to what he dreamed and secret and so forth, Daniel said, listen, I'll be back to you. Let me get the answer for you. He went to sleep that night, woke up, God gave me the answer. I'm telling you, some of the best answers I've gotten is when I just rested. Now, what am I telling you? That elder brother complained about it, even pointed out whether younger brother had sinned and so forth. Didn't bother God at all. Why? Because it's by grace. And it's by grace is he giving you your inheritance. I'm telling you something. You might be working a job making minimum wage. That ain't nothing but seed. What am I saying? I'm saying that the law in the kingdom is sowing and reaping. Now, sowing and reaping is not a promise. It is a covenant. It is a covenant and God obligated himself to this covenant. In other words, once you sow a seed, you are entitled to a phenomenal return. You are entitled to that part of your inheritance that you have sown that seed for. So God has it for you. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now in this, it's more than just a scripture. It's God saying he's obligated himself. That as a person does sow a seed, they have a right to expect a harvest. And off, this is the way it is in the kingdom of God. It's a new government. These are new laws. 
God expects you and I to live by them. Well, I got laid off. You didn't lose your job because you're working for the kingdom of God. You're in between jobs. It'll work just as good for you as it would if you're working a job because a job is not your source. This, you're not earning a living. Your living has already been made by the Lord Jesus Christ and your inheritance is there to provide whatever you need. Consider the lilies, consider the birds. I'm telling you, if God will take care of them, he'll certainly take care of you. Praise God. Well, I trust that you were empowered by this. God bless you and keep walking by faith. Just like there is a set time for a season in nature, there is also a set time for God to demonstrate the fullness of his power and might on behalf of his children. And the good news is that this set time is now. This is the time, the set time of the favor of God in your life. And you are not going to miss it. Whatever has been standing in the way of your progress, your success, your prosperity is going to be dealt with starting today. In this scripture-rich teaching by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll be transformed with power to command your inheritance that comes in proportion to knowing in your heart who you are as the sons and daughters of the Almighty Father. If you didn't get from God who you are, you don't know who you are. Because you can't get it from the classroom. You can't get it from Big Mama. You can't get it from your neighbors. You can't get it from your peers. The only place you can get who you are is from is God. God knows who you are. Order today. The day of his power, receiving your inheritance, and Dr. Bill Winston will reveal why receiving our inheritance will always be in direct proportion to the image of our new identity. Why power is released when we fully understand that we are one with Christ and Christ is one in God. Why the enemy cannot stop this type of power. Why our true identity and our divinity in Christ has no limits for the church. He knows what I can do. He knows the potential that is in me. God said, buy this mall. I didn't know nothing about them all, but I do know the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that I'm connected to Him. He is my source. He is my deliverer. He tells me who I am. To order your copy of The Day of His Power, Receiving Your Inheritance, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327, or online at www.billwinston.org. This timely teaching series will help you rise up in the day of God's power to rule and reign with Him. Order this life-changing series today. Help us fulfill the Great Commission by partnering with us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. To become a partner today, simply go online to www.billwinston.org and click on Become a Partner. Your giving to Bill Winston Ministries helps us take the gospel to your local communities and to the nations of the world. When you sow your financial seed today, know that every soul saved, every life transformed, and every family restored is accredited to your account. To become a partner, go online to www.billwinston.org. Thank you, partners, for helping us transform this world.
through the love of Jesus Christ. Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center, located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9, or 11.15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.